This is Niamh Bushnell from Tech Ireland. Tech Ireland's mission is to become the definitive source of data and analysis on Irish innovation globally. We are a non-profit with funding from private and public sources, including our foundation sponsors, Google and Bank of Ireland. At our website, techireland.org, you'll find our free public database on all product innovation in Ireland. You'll also find our snapshots, maps and podcast series, where we share data and analysis on key sectors and discuss it with our advisors. Next up is our discussion on core and applied artificial intelligence innovation in Ireland. The AI data and insights provided by Tech Ireland are kindly sponsored by Intel. So before I join our advisor, Dr. Patricia Scanlon, to open the black box on all that is AI, let's run down the numbers. In September 2017, Tech Ireland is tracking 66 core and applied AI companies in Ireland, with total funding of 354 million euros, and these companies have almost 2,500 global employees. The largest sector in orders of magnitude are enterprise solutions, health and medical, travel, industrial technologies, entertainment and sports, and telecom. Seven companies in the AI domain have over 10 million in funding. 61% of the companies we're tracking have some level of funding, and a whole 86% of them have live product. Now over to the discussion of this data and the AI domain in Ireland with Trish Scanlon. I think people are using AI as a catch-all phrase these days. And that's people in the scientific community would probably disagree with a lot of those definitions. But, you know, I mean, it's, it's the layman's term right now for anything that has to do with machine intelligence, computer intelligence. So we probably leave <laughs> the description of AI and, and the difference between AI and machine learning, because you will find them used interchangeably um, quite a lot these days. But you could probably just take it as it's computer intelligence. What's core in my book um, is anything that would we would say that passes the science test. And that's actually a term used by the, the government, revenue, mm. to define companies that qualify for R&D tax credits or the knowledge box. Um, Tell us more about the science test because it's something that we're very interested in, in, in tracking in Irish companies as Tech Ireland and you and I have talked about it before. Yeah, I mean, so, so to do, to pass the science test, you have to be fundamentally advancing some technological or scientific um, field. Mm-hmm. Um, to my mind, that means you should be able to publish in a peer-reviewed academic journal or conference paper. Um, so that's accepted by the community that it's advanced. Getting technical, again, within the science community themselves, they probably would have uh, a core and applied uh, definition. But I think in the business community in general, it, it's different. It should be that... Um, have you hired somebody that has uh, machine learning or artificial intelligence capabilities or knowledge or skills? If you haven't, um, and perhaps you're uploading data to, let's say, the Microsoft Cognitive Services or IBM Bluemix, and you're gleaning some information from that, but you've not actually built those tools yourself or you haven't actually done any fundamental development work on them, um, on some other open source tool set, then it's probably applied. Um, and it's equally valuable. I'm not saying it's not valuable, but it's just when we talk about the difference in core and, and applied. For core, you need to be looking at what the science test is. Okay. Um, and and it, it's very valuable. Companies should do it because it, it, it's a great thing for a company to be able to qualify for these things and be able to define themselves as applicable for knowledge box. But if somebody could 
open a company, I think the definition was given to me was if somebody could open a company across the road from you and know how to do what you're doing and start working and maybe take them a bit, you know, to build this, but it's very obvious how to build it, then it doesn't, it, it, it's not the same, like, you know, it's, it's not core. Got it. And when you talk about knowledge box, you were referring to that tax rate, I think it's six and a half percent. 6.25, I think. Okay. If you apply for a knowledge box of 6.25, um, on any revenues any uh, that you generate from the IP that would qualify got it okay okay so let's talk about some of the companies because the snapshot highlights I mean there are 66 companies that we're tracking that are either core and applied and no doubt there are many more in fact it's the kind of area I guess that a lot of companies would say they are in AI and that's part of the intrigue of it is who's actually core who's applied who's doing anything in AI but we have a, a group of companies here that we've highlighted in the snapshot that are very core uh, from the perspective of, of you are for advisors and you representing the advisors on the podcast. Talk to me about some of these companies and obviously Soapbox Labs, your own company is there as well. Who, sure. who, who else is exciting to you? I mean, Movidius, sorry, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> everybody yeah. knows Movidius. Every, everybody knows and should know Movidius, bought by Intel last year, very successful. And, and um, very active in the space of AI and promoting AI and machine learning as well, so that no, Dave Maloney is as well. Um, the other companies I see there are um, that we've been looking at have been Artomatics, who uh, use AI in gaming, art and gaming, and generation um, of, of art for gaming and other application areas as well. Opening.io, doing some really interesting work around HR and clean information from people and CVs. And then you've got Logo Grab on the marketing side of things. You've got Neurotest, like every, you know, massively successful company on biotech, but using some really, really smart AI in that. Um, Voices, they're also on speech tech as well. Alien are actually on text and language. Um, they actually probably help other companies be an applied AI company because you can upload your data, I believe. Right. To, so to they've built AI for others to, to enable use. others okay. to clean information from their own data, which is okay, pretty, interesting. pretty cool. Whereas some of the other companies that we've mentioned are using it, well, I guess internally. Internal. Internal. Probably, yeah, 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 exactly. Same with us. I mean, we, we, we use AI internally yeah. um, to develop services, but we don't actually allow people to, to upload data, um, their own data to create an AI service themselves. Got it. And, and I'm just realizing, actually, as we're talking about it, that a bunch of these companies uh, are women-led companies, so it's oh, always yeah. nice to see. Yeah, like, that's true, actually. Yeah, yeah. Tech companies, level women, that's true. Good point. I yeah. Didn't that. yeah, always good to see. So so talk to me about um, what Soapbox is doing and, and what AI means for you guys and why your core AI. Okay, so we have developed a platform. Um, so what we've done is collect... And data is always core to any AI company, right? Okay. So, you know, and it has to be good data, right? It can't be just a small, th these days it can't just be some small snapshot of data, it has to be good, large volumes of data. Um, and, you know, garbage in, garbage out, so it has to be something that's actionable. Um, and then what we've done is built um, using deep neural net technologies, the state of the art AI technology, in order to be able to understand what kids are saying, right? So we, ours is all around speech recognition for children. Um, a company that wants to use our service would um, upload an audio file um, to the cloud and in near real time, a couple hundred milliseconds, we'll respond on how well that sound was pronounced. Um, so, you know, for us, we've had, to, there was nothing out there like this. We had to build our own proprietary speech recognition technology and that's what makes us core AI actually. So it's not that we're using another 
adult speech API because they actually don't work for kids. You know, that would have been a nice solution, but the, that was the, the, the genesis of the company was there isn't anything out there, so we have to build a proprietary system. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting about our area, and I actually think this applies to a lot of AI companies, is that we built core technology um, and originally for education, and it's not like we we def- we're looking at education. It's a big part of our, our it's a big application area for us. But that same core technology can equally be applied into um, voice control, command and control. And that's a massive exploding area for us, particularly in 2017, for uh, home devices. AR is becoming huge. Robotics, connected toys, gaming. Um, so it didn't, and I think that would be the same for a lot of companies actually yeah. in AI that you develop this core technology and actually you can sell that into a number of different vertical areas and it makes, you know, your reach and your market just just grows globally um, as a result of that. And yeah. that's quite, but for us it was very specific. We decided not to sell to the end user. We decided to just license our core technology and then that allows us to sell to multiple different companies in multiple different uh, verticals right. and, that, and that's a You're great a platform effectively yeah, exactly yeah. okay and and we were talking earlier about that that nature of ai being a platform technology a disruptive platform technology that you're seeing companies pivot maybe we don't want to use the word pivot but i mean i, I think that flexibility and that versatility yeah. it's very attractive for funding yeah it's huge i mean it just means your market and it also means you know when people ask you in your fundraising uh you know efforts you know what's your plan b and as a platform that serves into multiple different application areas there's plan b c and d which is hugely attractive mm-hmm. um, to, to investment to investors yeah. right as long as you can stay focused at the time on yeah. what you're building then right it's no absolutely no well for us that's what happened i mean we did definitely say you know we were focused on education and now based on you know inbound demand where we're looking into uh, you know we're actually well we're now working with some companies on voice control technology so it's you know we're looking at two verticals but there's you know we we've been talked to people have talked to us about oh what about automation for cars and what about your smart tvs and your fridges and all the going yeah yeah they're great but they are definitely areas we can expand into which does make it very attractive for investors it's not like you have to do it in day one or year one or year two or three for that matter mm-hmm. but investors love to see the fact that it has got the potential to scale into other areas. Right. So, so in Ireland, I mean, we're tracking these 66 companies. We're saying there's, you know, 354 million in funding so far gone into them, you know, two and a half thousand employees. But it's really an emerging area for us from a whole ecosystem perspective, not just companies, but also multinationals and the ecosystem of fund of VCs. Would you agree that it's kind of emerging on all sides in Ireland? It is. It is from a perspective of funding in some ways as well. I mean, in Ireland, I think it's interesting that, you know, unfortunately for Ireland, we tend to be left out a little from these big multinational companies when they roll out, let's say, voice control technology or voice recognition. They'll do the US first, then they'll do the UK, and then, I don't know, a couple of years later, we'll do Ireland. And the same for a lot of services. They like to roll them out in the bigger market. So I think in some ways, the public hasn't been exposed to as much AI in their everyday life as they have in the US. And what happens then is you find that investors in the US have been exposed, let's say, to the Alexa, Amazon Alexa for two years now. Right. Um, and even in the UK, and then they get the applicability and then they're much more willing to invest in AI. We're seeing that changing now in Ireland. It's definitely coming up, but it's definitely been slower yeah. than it has been uh, abroad. At yeah. But but things are changing, which yeah. is great. Like, yeah. I, I was at an AI workshop that the IDA uh, 
organized yesterday and they were talking about how Ireland being its size is the perfect size to trial uh, and the perfect size to prove out from trial. So I think if we can become that living lab and that test bed for AI and companies sure. like Soapbox and Neuritas and Movidius and Alien, you know, you guys are kind of, and then the multinationals who are supporting it, Intel being a huge supporter, obviously now Movidius is within the family, yeah. but being a huge supporter and an innovator in AI themselves. I think there's a there, there's a lot there in terms of where Ireland can go. Yeah, I think I think there's great potential, particularly in the startup space, because the one thing that AI was a purvey of, of multinationals and large universities were very deep pockets for a long time. And I mean, like you know, I've been in this area for nearly twenty years now, and it's it was definitely where it was done. These days, you've got cloud technology, you've got fast upload speeds, you've got storage is cheap everything's cheap so a company and the great thing about ireland is that we've been so well supported by sfi and enterprise ireland in the university systems in order to to advance uh, you know literally fundamental research but also applied research and the commercialization of research for spin outs that i think you're going to see an awful lot more companies startup companies being able to start companies in AI and then honestly take on the bigger guys because they are like a lot more flexible and fluid and they can move quickly uh, and they have access to the, the you know before it used to be huge capital costs to, to, to buy your servers to run your AI that's all in the cloud now and it's done as it pays you go so it's cheap and it's achievable um, and having that well-educated workforce with it in research and applied research and commercialize commercializable um, outputs you're going to see an awful lot more companies, really smart people coming out with really good ideas and then just get staying focused on a problem and then being able to license that into the bigger companies who also are down here in, in Dublin as well. And they can have those conversations quite quickly and accessibility. But I can see that changing. I can see that yeah. becoming a much bigger focus of startup world. And, well, startup community in Ireland. Super. And we mentioned earlier on before we, we started recording about Insight and the Adapt Centre. So as you touched yes. on it, I mean, the ecosystem there and the research centres and the funding from yeah. Enterprise Ireland and Science they are Foundation. They've Ireland. raised huge money and they have, they're attracting really good talent, not just from Ireland, but also um, from abroad into those centres. And they work with uh, companies as well. So they'll work with startups, they'll work with SMEs and they'll work with multinationals in order to develop research that you can actually license from those centres out to advance your own company's uh, goals. Like, so you can actually get some really good IP incorporated into your company mm -hmm. and then build your company and scale it internationally. Like, you know, and that is the mandate of those, a lot of those companies to work with, uh, sorry, the research centres like Adapt and Insight and there's many others um, to work with companies. So I think more people should be paying attention to that as well and, and having those conversations because it will help your differentiator, your USP in the global market. You know? Absolutely. So it's all there for the taking with mm. some focus, hard work, a little bit of luck, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but it's all there for, for Irish yeah. companies to get involved in. Yeah, and it's growing. You're see, you'll see it changing like month by month now. The amount of companies pump, popping up with serious AI capabilities as well. It'd be impressive, I'd say, to watch. Fabulous. Trish, thank you for, for being with us. I didn't um, introduce you with your proper title, Professor Patricia. Well, no, Scanlon, not, not Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Doctor. Thanks. It's Professor Barry O'Sullivan. That's right. We leave Barry have <laughs> that one. Barry like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dr. Patricia Scanlon, thank you so much and good luck with Soapbox. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for listening. To learn more about artificial intelligence or any area of product innovation in Ireland, go to techgarden.org. 
and search our live database or download our snapshots and podcasts. To connect directly with us, you can email research at techgarland.org or tweet us at techgarland, all one word. This is Neve Bushnell, signing off until next time.